Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. I'm still messing up on these days, Robbie. Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. No, that's not right. I screwed that up totally. I think our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House enjoy start your day the right way with a trip to the drive through at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. I'll get it right eventually. It'll be a little weird, Rob. Weird, Rob. Anybody else hear that echo? Goodness gracious! You just yelled. I didn't. Well, I, I was starting the, the 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 important part of the read. It'd be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Plantersville. Would be a little weird. Would be a good good place for a flower shop. Great place for a flat or a gardening store. Garden center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know about a strange brew there. But that being said, Plantersville is what, like five minutes from Tupelo? So it's not that bad. Just drive thing. down the road. They just it's just it's just up it's just a hop, skip, and a jump for those people. Wherever you are in our great state, if you want to enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning, it's just a click away. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it to be shipped right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machine is on the front counter of your house, they got you covered. At strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Father's Day is just around the corner, so get Dad some great new stuff from College Corner. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever you're looking for, maroon and white, or hey, if it's red and blue, or, or even black and gold for all my new USM friends, it's available to you at College Corner. Restaurant Tyler is Startville's flagship restaurant. Take Dad to dinner this Father's Day. Dads, we don't, we aren't locked into that Sunday thing. All right. It, honestly, if on Sunday, if you just want to give us a card and say Happy Father's Day and then leave us alone the rest of the day, we'll all take it. We can go out to dinner Saturday night. Let's enjoy a great night if you're here in Startville at Restaurant Tyler. Great steaks, uh, great chops, great pasta dishes, fried chicken. They've got it all there. Fried chicken. They got it all there on the menu for dinner each and every night. It's the best restaurant in town for a reason. If you haven't ever been there, well, I don't know how that's possible. So go back. Go back to Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi. They are ready to serve you. It's important to bank locally. We talk about shopping locally and eating locally all the time on this show. Banking locally just as important. Head to your local Priority One Bank and build a relationship with the people there. That way, if you need a loan, you're talking to those same people. You're not dealing with a corporate bank. You're not dealing with people you've never met before. You're talking to, you know, Jim or Joe or Jennifer or whoever it is. They're right there ready to help you. That's what Priority One Bank is all about, service to its customers. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. 
Earlier uh, this morning, uh, was it this morning or was it last night? You know, I went to bed kind of early uh, last night. It was early this morning. Uh, I was tagged in a tweet from Jim Nagy, who, if you don't know who that is, he's the executive uh, director of the uh, the Senior Bowl. And uh, he tagged myself, along with Mississippi State football, Arnett, Barbe, a couple other accounts. And then, of course, the big names in the MSU media, myself, Stefan Krajnik and Joel Coleman. No ham and eggers need apply, Robbie Falk. No, no secondary media I mean, sources. Unimportant people were mentioned. I mean, my Bulldogs two four seven account was tagged, so uh, that's, that's, that's not really your account, though, is it? Is oh, well, I've only been running it for the last seven years, so. <laughs> but other than that, you know, I didn't see Robbie Falk's name on there. Is all I'm. Try to say, nor anybody else of any consequence, other than Stefan, who I just, you know, I, I, I guess they threw him a bone. Um, I'm gonna read the, I'm gonna read the, the, the tweet in its entirety, and this is one of those blue check long tweets. So let's just settle in for a second here. Few four year starters enter their Caesar se- senior season, Caesar season, senior season with something Caesar, to prove. Caesar season. <laughs> You like a good Caesar salad? It's a word salad, yeah. Uh, their senior season with something to prove. But that's the case for Mississippi State record-setting quarterback Will Rogers in his first season outside the air raid system. First thing that sticks out on Rogers' junior tape is how comfortable and proficient he was in Mike Leach's offense. Rogers' football intelligence when it comes to pre-snap ID, working through proje- progressions, and knowing where to go with the ball is next level. He's been a master distributor the past three years. You just don't see many college quarterbacks scan and process like Will Rogers, who already owns the SEC record for career completions. Transitioning to new offensive coordinator Kevin Barbet's more up-tempo scheme and pro-style principles is an added challenge for Rogers as he enters his final season in Starkville, but it will help NFL scouts with their evaluation on him. If Rogers gets a senior bowl invite, he will be the second quarterback from Brandon High School in the past six years following Gardner Minshew, who played for Rogers' dad at Brandon. Got some uh, some check marks here. It works through progressions, anticipation, pocket poise, and check down usage. Boy, howdy, do I know about that check down usage for Will Rogers? I I have become very familiar with that. That's pretty high praise, and I, I, it sort of goes with what we've been talking about with Rogers over the past couple of months. That this is a big season for him and a chance to shed the label of system quarterback. Um, I feel like a senior bowl invite is almost a given for Will Rogers if he has the kind of season we think he's he's going to have. But it begs the question, because when you think about the senior bowl, you think about the best of the best. A lot of guys get drafted. The NFL uses that as a big scouting event. In your mind, as we sit here today, is Will Rogers an NFL-caliber quarterback? I think he can play. I really do. I mean, I... I just think that in the NFL now, there's they're coming in all shapes and sizes and all different styles. You no longer see that prototypical, um, you know, Tom Brady, uh, John Elway type quarterback in the NFL anymore. You're seeing all different kinds of quarterbacks that have been able to come in and be successful in this league. They don't have to have the big arm. They don't have to be six five. Uh, they don't have to be able to run like a deer. You, if you're a good quarterback, most times you're going to get a spot. And we've seen some quarterbacks that 
I wouldn't consider NFL guys that have lasted for a long time in this league. Is he going to be a starting quarterback in the league? I don't know. I mean, that's that remains to be seen. There's definitely some holes in his game that you can find. There's some deficiencies that he has from a physical standpoint. I get it. But he has shown the, the mental capacity, and he's shown the arm a little bit, too, to be able to play in the league, too. I, I don't I don't know where he falls on the spectrum of the NFL draft, but I could definitely see him getting into the league, making a roster, and having a spot. I mean, I, you know, Gardner Minshew was a guy that no one coming out of high school and even for the most of his college career would have said he was an NFL guy. He's become another um, – Fitzpatrick that he's just kind of found some uh found his niche he's become a guy that you can basically hire to fill a spot if you have some injuries or you need somebody to come in and he provides that you know Will Rogers could easily be a guy like that I think I agree with you I mean I was I'm trying to think my way around like some of the backup quarterbacks in the league that have been there through the years I mean and Will Rogers obviously statistically is going to be very, very proficient, but this is going to be the year where he shows off a little bit more of his arm, a little bit more of his decision-making, a little bit more of his ability to to push tempo and things like that, and those are things that the NFL is going to crave. Obviously, you know, when we talk about athleticism, that is, that's going to be a, a knock on Will Rogers. He's not going to be a guy. He's going to be a guy that's going to struggle outside of the pocket. He is a guy that, you know, doesn't even really have great pocket mobility, what he what he does is he gets rid of the ball quickly. That's how he he avoids sacks through that more than his athleticism. It's not going to be a detriment for Mississippi State, or at least it wasn't under Mike Leach because of the nature of that system. It also helped his, his first two years when he had you know the best offensive lineman in the country uh, blocking his blind side. But I thought last year Nick Jones did a fantastic job at, at left tackle when he took over that that spot. Um, but yeah, Rodgers is a, is an interesting case study. Because especially, it would have been really interesting had, and this is going to be, I guess, a theme that we have to work through every time we talk about stuff, but had the air raid stuck around, you know, if Mike Leach were still here, what would Will Rogers have looked like at the end of the season? Because you would have been talking about a guy coming off of what basically, you know, throwing for close to 14,000 yards, uh, probably throwing for well over 100 touchdowns, but there would have been the system quarterback label and it would have been very difficult for him to escape that and people would have said look look Minshew did this and he got taken and he's been okay but I would tell you that Gardner Minshew is a a superior athlete he's got more mobility he's got a little bit more you know getaway in his game than does Will Rogers so the Barbe system is I think is going to be a huge benefit for Will assuming that you know he's able to play well the good news is for for him He's got players around him that are going to be able to help him. He's got receivers that can get you know get open down the field. He's got a good running back. He's got an experienced offensive line in front of him. It's almost a situation for Rodgers where if he does fail, that's going to be a, a huge black mark on him because it, it looks on paper like everything around him is set up to succeed. I think it's a make-or-break year for him. I think this is going to be huge. If he doesn't have a good showing in this offense, people are going to label him as an air raid quarterback that's unable to adjust. And that's not going to go over well for NFL scouts. I think it's going to be the opposite. I've been predicting that from day one. I think he's going to have a good season. 
I think he's going to show that he can run multiple offenses and that he isn't an air raid guy. And uh, I think this offense is going to be the best thing for him. I, that's just my personal belief. I could be wrong on this. But as of today, and I've had the same opinion since Kevin Barbet was hired, I think this offense is going to be really good for Will Rogers. I think it's going to show that he can um, transition to different offenses, take different offenses well. He retains that information um, really, really well, being a, a coach's son and a guy that spent a lot of time in film study, a lot of time looking at different styles of offenses. I, I just I think that he's going to be fine running this offense. So um, it's it's obviously a big year for him, though. He's going to have to back it up on the field. And there's no better ground to prove it than in the SEC. Um, if he's successful in this league and multiple offenses, he's he's got a chance to be successful in the NFL. And that's that's just that's what it boils down to. We saw. Um, I, I mean, I don't. I'm not going to compare him to Dak Prescott from a physical standpoint or anything like that. But Dak Prescott went from an offense that that really kind of brought out his strengths and hid a lot of his weaknesses. And in a couple of years, transition to an offense that ran some air raid concepts. He was throwing the football a lot more than he was running it in his senior season. And that transitioned into the NFL, and he was able to become a really good NFL quarterback. So transitioning from an offense that kind of hides some of his weaknesses, which you could argue, I mean, it put it put unnecessary pressure on Will Rogers to run the air raid. Uh, and transitioning to this offense is going to say a lot about him as a quarterback and as a player. What's your biggest concern for Rodgers this year? My biggest concern is that he won't be able to handle the offense. I mean, I, as, as, as much as I have faith that he will, it is a little bit different. There's probably going to be, be some read option in this offense. He's going to be asked to run the football a little bit more than he has in the air raid. He's going to have to be more mobile. He's going to have to throw the ball downfield more and be accurate doing it. So can he transition to that? I, I think he can, but it's still a concern because we haven't seen it uh, long term. We haven't seen it for a full season in SEC play. We've just seen it in a few practices in the spring game. So it, it still is a concern to me because he hasn't run this offense on this level. He's run uh, a good portion of this offense in high school. He didn't run the air raid in high school. There were some concepts from that air raid, but this was a similar offense to what he ran at Brandon High School. So can he have the success that he had in Brandon High School at Mississippi State? Can he put up over 3,000 yards? Um, next year in an offense that's going to be running the football a little bit more. Uh, can he be – can he complete his passes at a high percentage? We'll see. That's that's definitely going to be something to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And and I'm, I'm very interested in this offense to see I, – I, I, you know, the first game is being the, the, the FCS team – it's it's almost like a like a glorified scrimmage, and sometimes you can't take anything away from that, and sometimes you can't, you know. And and I always say that if you play that first game against a team like that, and you don't look sharp, and you don't look like you're hitting on all cylinders, and you're not racking up points and yards, that's a huge red flag. So I, I this is and, and especially this year in a new system, 
you know, that's going to be a, a big key for me. I, I, that first day, even though it's game one, I expect to see a lot of of open receivers, and I expect to see a lot of big plays. And if I don't, I'm going to tell you it and just be like, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned. And then you go into next week with Arizona, and then you'll have a really good idea, I think, even after week two of of where they are. You know, I think back to Leach's first game. My goodness, I mean, <laughs> it was crazy. But we didn't realize at the time is that LSU set themselves up to fail with what they wanted to do defensively in that game. And then the and never again did Mississippi State see defenses like that for an entire game, and and as well they shouldn't. So I'm interested to see what Mississippi State does in this first game to set expectations and to to set Mississippi State fans up to what they're going to see uh, going forward. I do. I still believe, much as Mullins' first play of the of his time at Mississippi State was that double reverse pass, something like that's coming first first second play out of. Uh, it, it might be like the spring game where they just like first possession they just tossed it to Tulu. I think, yeah, an end like, or something is coming. These people have been sure. dying to see Tula Griffin get a jet sweep. Can we please just give it to him? And he yes. took off for like a 60-yard play. Yes, that, that's that's where I'm going. That's where my, my mind is going with this. Interesting stuff from from uh, from Jim Nagy at the Senior Bowl to, to, to single out Rodgers for uh, for some praise on a, on a random Thursday morning. Um, but, you know, when you look around the country this year, there are some elite, elite quarterbacks, and then there's a tier of quarterbacks that are very, very good. In the SEC, you don't have that elite, elite quarterback right now, but you have a tier of guys that are really good. Jefferson is really good. Daniels is really good. Uh, Rodgers is very good. I think Dart is very good. Rattler can be very good. He's got to be more consistent. And then you've got the guys at Alabama and Georgia who you know are going to pile up some stats when everything gets going for them, so... It'll be interesting to see if the SEC by the end of the season has an elite quarterback. I don't know that they will, but we'll see. Let's move on into the next part of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, well, it's what's for dinner. This weekend, if you're firing up the grill, it's time for steak. It's time for burgers or hey, a big brisket, a tri-tip, a picanha, whatever it is. I saw a thing for beef ribs the other day. I haven't done beef ribs in a long time. I, I may have to... I may have to go looking for some of those uh, around and start, but hopefully they, they, I can find them. But wherever you are, this weekend, any weekend, it's always a great weekend for beef. Head to the grocery store, talk to your local butchers, and put some red meat on the grill this weekend. Your family will thank you, and so will our 15,000 beef providers here in the state of Mississippi. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked Southern soul food. And I believe, I believe that we're going to be going there uh, tonight, Robbie Falk. Is that correct? To celebrate a certain young man's uh, early birthday. Is that correct? That is correct. Mm. And and who is that young man? The young man's me. Not so young, though, anymore. He's getting older every day, folks. Look at that man. I'm 33 years old, about to be 34. And you have your birthday and your anniversary on the same day, right? That is correct. Just like getting one gift. Is that what your thought process was there? Well, it doesn't. I mean, I I like to get a couple of gifts, one for anniversary, one for birthday. It was kind of a, the thought process was, I'll never forget it. It's a good point. Yeah. That's not, that's, that's, that's not wrong. I'll tell you that. I mean, I'm not saying I would have forgotten it mm-hmm. anyway, but now that I know 
my birthday and anniversary on the same day, I will never forget that. Good call. I'm never going to forget Two Brothers because it's one of my favorite places to go. So I can't wait to get there tonight. Excited to hang out with the guys and enjoy some awesome smoked Southern Soul food. I think it's going to be some tacos. I might be some. You know what? I might. I might be a little bit naughty. I might get. I might get some wings and some tacos. Huh? What are my calories looking like here? What, what am I looking like here? Am I good for the day? What are we doing here? Oh, we're not. Well, we're good. We're good. We're good. Well, we might have a little more tonight. We're okay. It's vacation. <laughs> It's vacation. Every time I step out of my door and go somewhere with you, it's vacation. It's vacation. Vacation. The calories don't count. I wish that's how. Let your hair down. I don't have enough hair to let down. It's 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 very tight to my head. Well, see you tonight at Two Brothers Smoke Me. By tonight, I mean yesterday. Sorry, sorry if you're missing us there. We won't be there on Thursday. Uh, We will not. We will not. I will be somewhere else on Thursday night, taking my wife out for dinner. So. We can't we can't come to that. The guys are well, at forty it's likely forty four prime, so you're welcome if you want to, but speaking of beef, yeah. Enjoy it. All right. Great pocketbook will not enjoy it. <laughs> you got you gotta make the, the, the sacrifice for the pocketbook and the stomach. So. That's exactly right. Uh great products and great services, what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at advantage business systems, and they have. For 48 years. My next birthday will be 48. So, you know, that's we're talking about a long, long time on this planet. And they've only been able to do that one way. You can't stay open that long if you don't take care of your customers. So give them a call today and find out what they're doing right by their customers. When you want to buy technology for your business, if you need a copier, if you need a printer, call Advantage Business Systems. And then you need service, you just call them back. Talk to the same people. Talk to people you've built a relationship with. No 1-800 number. No, I'm on hold for 30 minutes while they they do God knows what in the background. No no out-of-state technician that can be there in a week to 10 days. 601 number. 601-362-9192. Visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Rogue and the Collegiate Collection at The Rogue. This Father's Day, Dad is ready for a new polo. He's ready to look good on game day. And the easiest way to do that is to buy him an awesome new polo from the Rogue. Great styles, great selection, and most importantly, the logos that Dad wants. The state script and, of course, the M over S and the walking bully. That's what Dad wants to wear. That's why I'm telling you. I'm speaking for him. I'm telling you right now. Get him that. You get him that on Father's Day, tears of joy. Uh, you know, Don't get a soap on the rope. No Old Spice, no Skin Bracer. Get Dad a polo from the Rogue's Collegiate Collection. And don't forget, when you do that, you're supporting the Bulldog Initiative as well. Shop at the Rogue in Jackson or shop online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Let's shop at the Rogue. Dolce, 7.30 Tuesday through Saturday. Grab one of Startville's best breakfasts. Great bagels and breakfast sandwiches and a great coffee selection there. You know... If you're one of these people who's like, I can't, don't talk to me before my coffee, well, then go to Dolce and get you some coffee so we can talk to you. We want to talk to you. We want you to have some, a, a good morning, and a good morning starts at Dolce. 509 University Drive, right there on uh, University Drive, across the street from Little Dewey. It's it's a great yeah, right there at the intersection of Fellowship. You can't miss it. It's a great place to go. Head over to Dolce. Robbie, you wrote a, an interesting article, a very good article. Uh, yesterday, where you talked to one of Mississippi State's baseball signings, Dylan Cup, who is a guy, highly, highly recruited, uh, highly regarded player 
and a player that you know Mississippi State they're going to have to watch in the draft when when that comes around uh, in late July. But he had some very interesting quotes and a very passionate quotes I thought about coming to Starkville, being a part of this program, and what it means to him. When when you when you set up the interview, were you expecting that amount of excitement from him uh, in the interview? Well, I haven't talked to him in a couple of years. Oh wow! Uh, like a lot of times with baseball kids, like you get their commit story, and then you don't really talk to them for a while. Um, I mean, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, and. He was one of those when he first committed. I kind of thought this guy's a slam dunk draft guy. Um, you know, we'll follow him or whatever, but I just don't see him making it to school. He was like a top 10 prospect in that class. He committed like three years ago. But, uh, you know, I have been following him. And I always do this right before the draft, right before they get to school. I like to go through the entire class, reach out to all of them, and see if they'll. Uh, talk and we can kind of update where things are with them. And he was the first guy that answered back. And he was actually the first guy that I talked to. And uh, he was just like super excited about Mississippi State. And he kind of talked about, um, you know, I talked to him about the draft. He had kind of fallen down the boards a little bit. I think he's around the hundreds at this point, which. I think it's probably going to be a little too high for him or low, however you want to look at it. Um, I get the sense that he's going to come to school, but you never know. You don't you don't have, know how that plays out. But I will say, like, the passion that he had was super genuine. And he gives me, you know, Jake Mangum, uh, Elijah McNamee, David Mershon vibes, like – he gives me that kind of vibe about him. He's a guy that a lot of people. He even said in the in the story, a lot of people gravitate to to him. He feels like he's a leader. He's got a ton of confidence in himself, and he has a lot of passion for Mississippi State. And he even mentioned like the last two years have been really rough for him to watch. He hasn't been uh, thrilled with what Mississippi State has been doing, but he has faith in Chris Lamonis. He texts Chris Lamonis often, told him, hey, you don't have to worry about me. I'm not going anywhere. I want to be a bulldog. I want to get things right. It was just a really uh, fun interview, really interesting to kind of get his perspective on things. And uh, when all the dust settles, I'm going to try to get a nice YouTube interview with him so people can kind of see that personality on screen because he's a, he's a really interesting character. I think everybody's going to like him a lot. Is that a guy? So that's a guy you think because he's a he's a middle infielder, right? So I guess it's just going to depend on where they put Mershon. Mershon by by trade is a second baseman, but he was pretty good at shortstop this year. And of course, you mentioned in your article that he could also that Cup could also be a guy who could contribute to third base because that has just been a, a huge gap for Mississippi State these past few years. Do you see him as a true freshman though, being a, a big contributor, sort of the same way Mershon was this year? Yeah, I do. I think he can fit at three infield spots. I think he could play him at uh, short, second, or third base. I think ideally he's probably your shortstop next year if things go well and Rashawn's your second baseman. But um, I think two states going to have to probably get a middle infielder out of the portal for depth. I mean, they got to have some depth there. They need a third baseman, two. 
I, you know, I don't think it would be out of the realm that he could play third base, but I think he probably is a better fit in the middle infield, um, specifically at shortstop. But really good defender. I, I think a guy that can come in and help you right away. Who are some other freshmen in this class that you, you were sort of feel the same way about? You look at this past class, I mean, to get contributions, I mean, say what you want about Sunjay and Lofton, but it, they were contributors this year, no question about that. And then you add Jordan and you add Highfield and Mershon. I mean, that's that's a pretty good group of, of true freshman contributors. Is there guys like that in this class? Yeah, there there are a few guys that I think can play right away. I mean, uh, at the top of the list is Dylan Cup and uh, Aiden Smith, uh, an outfielder from Texas. And you know, Aiden Smith's a guy. It would not shock me at all if he came in and was competing for an out, outfield spot right away. Um, he's a guy that's that's also going to be kind of draft risk, but I think he could also make it to school just like um, Dylan Cup. So those are a couple of, of guys that I feel really good about. Um, Nolan Stevens, if he somehow makes it to school as well. Um, you know, one of the, the biggest name, I think, in the class is Makai Grant, the pitcher, who I, I, that I was really do not – My question was like – Where's the pitchers? Yeah, him and and Colin Houck from Georgia, both of those guys I see going pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin's probably going to be a first night guy, so I, you know it would be a shock. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, the JUCO guys obviously are are going to have a good shot of playing. I think Jackson Owens probably going to be your backup catcher, a kid that played at Starkville High School. Went to junior college at Northeast and really tore it up there. He was a Gold Glove catcher. I think immediately is as as good a catcher, if not better, than Ross Highfield um, when he gets to school. I think Ross is going to have the edge from an athletic standpoint, from a hitting standpoint. But Jackson's a great receiver and a guy that could definitely help you in midweeks and help you on the weekend too. Maybe uh, get get a start. So he he's a guy to watch. Um, I'm really high on Cam Schulke, uh junior college guy that throws three different arm slots. Just a real, a really interesting prospect. He's not going to throw hard. He's low low 90s, high 80s, but he can throw submarine three quarters and he can throw over. It's really interesting if you haven't seen it. Uh, that's a guy that can come into a ball game in a matchup situation or – uh, back end kind of guy that's going to be really tough to hit because you don't really know what arm slot he's coming from. But yeah, I mean, you know, the portal is just that, 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 that's just something we have to wait on. But this freshman class, we'll see if it can, uh, can do anything for Mississippi State. If you get the kind of contribution from this freshman class that you got from last year's freshman class and those freshmen who are being sophomores now can, can build upon what they did. Well, now you've got six or seven really good baseball players in there, and that's not to mention the guys like like Hunter Hines, uh, Bryce Chance, things like that. I mean, you see the potential there offensively offensively for this lineup, but then it's going to be a question of defensively, I'm not sorry, defensively, pitching-wise, what are they able to do? Long, long way to go on the pitching front, but offensively, I feel good about where this team kind of is right now, but we'll see. All right, we'll talk some more football on tomorrow's show, maybe a little more baseball, more, a little more basketball. Who knows? Who knows where we're going to go? Uh, and, we'll, and don't forget, our catfish oh yeah. tour is coming next week. One week from today, we will start the the Thunder and Lightning Summer Catfish Tour. 
here in Starkville at the Little Dewey. Uh, we'll have some surprise guests, um, and we will be doing a live thunder and lightning there uh, starting at eleven around 11.30 a.m. We don't have the exact time locked in, but come on in, grab some lunch, and then you, we'll be there to do the show. Uh, we'll, we'll have all that stuff for you. And then we've got some more locations. I think we have one that more that's already locked in, Robbie. We'll go ahead and announce that right here. We will be at Clarkson's General Store in Matheson, Mississippi, on the 22nd of June. And we've got a great surprise guest. We're not gonna we're not gonna give out the guests just yet. We're gonna we'll we'll, we'll do those a little closer. But uh, we will be there. And then we've got a few other stops that are that are you know sort of tentative right now. But we're gonna be all around the state uh, eating catfish is the most important thing. But talking about superior catfish and talking about Mississippi State sports at all those stops. But next Thursday, June the eighth, Thunder and Lightning live at the Little Dewey here in Starkville. Very much looking forward to that. All right, guys, have a great Thursday. Robbie and I will be back with you tomorrow. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.